The following broadcast may result in feelings such as total self-awareness, motivation or inspiration, or as some like to say, blatantly called out. So if you're that family member that's told to behave at social gatherings, or maybe you're that aspiring CEO ready to build their empire, this podcast is the one for you. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy Kate Unfiltered. Hey guys, welcome back to Kate Unfiltered. We have the amazing Mike the Cop here with us. Mike, thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to dive right into it, guys. Um, As you guys know, I am a huge first responder, military advocate. Um, And so Mike has been awesome in being willing to to come and talk to us today. So uh, Mike, how did you get started in this line of work? What motivated you to get started in the first, first responder world? Uh, well, it was kind of like there was three things that I wanted to do as a kid. One was be a major league baseball player. The other one was possibly a garbage man. And <laughs> the last one was uh, be a cop. <laughs> so awesome. I, I was a little kid and my dad was a dispatcher for um, a fire department actually in Illinois. And so I, I grew up like early memories of like hearing the the tones the dispatch stuff hearing the cop cars and the sirens in the background and it was just always something that was like man that'd be cool to be the one you know driving those things or going to those places and helping people and all that stuff so uh and i i started later in life but yeah that was just one of those one of those things that i feel like from early on was something that would be cool to do He's ingrained in his, in his soul early on. I love it. I love it. Um, awesome. Okay, cool. And if someone was wanting to get into this line of work, and obviously I think it's it's one of those things that I feel like, especially in society, we take for granted. Like, I feel like we kind of forget, like there are the boys in blue and, and even, you know, volunteer firefighters and things like that as well. We kind of forget that they're there a lot of the time because their chaos is taken care of. And it's like, oh, we're good. You know, like we're fine. We don't have to think about it. Um, so if, if you were to give advice to somebody who wanted to get into this field of work um where would you recommend that they start things that they should be thinking about before getting into this line of work um maybe if you have certain traits maybe it's not the line of work for you things like that (laughs) well i mean if uh the if if you are the stereotypical got picked on in high school and now you want to pay everybody back i mean i wouldn't recommend that yeah (laughs) you know i think it's got to be something that's uh that's in your gut like it, it needs, I don't want to, I don't want to overstate the, the, the job, but it is, uh, it's something that will, will certainly change you. And, uh, it, it, I think it takes, I think it takes on more space in your, in your real life, your day-to-day personal life than other careers or, or jobs that I've had, you know, I've, I've, I've had plenty of regular jobs that right. aren't policing that you're able to sort of clock out and you're not thinking about it. You know, when I did landscaping, I didn't go home and dream of the next weed I was going to pull or paver I was going to put in somebody's yard or something like that. It, was, it wasn't like that. So this, this sticks with you a little bit more. It's more intrusive into one's personal life. So I, I just always encourage people like, hey, if you're thinking about being a cop, make sure it's something that you feel like you really got to do. Like it's in your gut. Uh, and you feel like you don't have a choice. You have to do this. 
And I think that's the the right starting point. It's impossible to predict or prepare for what this will what this career would throw at you. Uh, but I think as long as you have that and the right motivation is truly the the cliche answer to help people. If you're if you're driven to to truly help other people and you feel like you got to do it, that's that's the right starting point. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I I've worked with you know, multiple different um, nonprofit organizations over the past year or so. And I think one of the most reoccurring dialogues that I've heard a lot of is the term, the idea that when you go into that line of work, like you said, you know, you can't really shut your mind off on it when you go home. There, there's always a continuous thought process of things, never mind, you know, the things that you see, the things that you experience, um, but also being able to understand the importance for those people that would want to go into the line of work, making sure that you're vocalizing and having your outlets that you can vent that stuff out in your head and and those struggles um I, it's, I think it's the same thing kind of with the VA which the VA can be helpful but the concept of of making sure that you guys have your outlets and your outsources to kind of decompress to because to carry all that around on your own all the time can be I'm sure not the best for for one's mental state so making sure that you guys are having the proper outlets to be able to express those emotions and and that not carry that burden by yourselves on your shoulders um is there any type of charities or groups that you would recommend um if someone is wanting to kind of give that aid or be contributing to helping people struggling with that type of mindset yeah for sure um it's one that i was fortunate enough to be a, a part of helping to to start uh, it's called call for backup Mm -hmm. And it's spun off of our original nonprofit called Humanizing the Badge. And so Call for Backup, basically, they do provide um, a certain level of, I guess I would call it triage, like peer to peer. Like you, if you reached out on a message, there's people there that are willing to, to talk to you. But right. it's more like trying to understand, okay, does this person just need a conversation? Or do they need to be passed on to someone that can help them longer term or okay. more, more emergent? And we have resources that we would point people to. And then they also offer free classes, basically, uh, on stress resilience. They'll go to departments, uh, police, fire, corrections, dispatchers. We've done it all. And they travel around and they'll, they'll go in the wake of larger incidents or they'll just go in general. And again, it's, it's all free because we raise the funds to do it. We send qualified personnel to go teach you know, uh, a course, whether it's one day or a week on stress resilience and how to process these things in healthy ways so that's awesome that's awesome wow okay cool well, thank you for for giving that insource or that resource there for us to to definitely get involved with and reach out to um i guess uh, it's a it's a little bit of a hot topic question um but just in pertaining to you know the shift there's been so much chaos in the past year from i'm not trying to get political it is a little political but not but you know in terms of how your field of work has shifted. Have you seen, I'm sure that it's, you, we had that whole spiel there where it was a lot more negative, I think, in, in the way that people saw the police community. Um, would you say that that is something that has lightened or lessened in the past couple of months, or has it kind of just been staying as a mainstream steady type vibe? Yeah, well, right now for, for me, uh, I, I left police work in the summer of 2020. So last year during the sort of like the height of the lockdown stuff, right? Um, I wasn't going to continue to enforce uh, what I believe to be unconstitutional mandates. And just the writing on the wall for me was like, yeah, this is, this is not my, not my bag. But, um, you know, I still obviously, 
am connected to a lot of officers and and the general sentiment is that things are probably about as worse as they as they've ever been in their yeah. in their career you know i don't know uh in the last couple of months you know if that's if that's changed but I think like what drove me into social media and wanting to be a voice uh, of of counteracting false narratives goes back to the Michael Brown, uh, Darren Wilson incident. And I don't think it really ever improved. And I think it's only been sort of like, I think the pendulum, I thought that was like the swing, but it kept on going. And uh, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know where it will end. I think we're seeing some of the results, the fruits of defunding the police concepts mm-hmm. and um, just welcoming uh, socialist organizations, uh, okay. anti, anti-peaceful organizations like Black Lives Matter. Um, we'll, we'll see, but the, the tripled rate homicides, uh, the, the increase in... Uh, in, increase in violent assaults, the increase right. in property crimes, people will eventually be like, you know what, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. um, so I really don't want to, I don't want to be attacked and I don't want my stuff stolen. So yeah. let's just get some good cops in here. And uh, it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because um, people like me who, uh, you know, serve in the capacity of a police officer I think for the right reasons and do live their, live their lives in their career with, with uh, character and integrity, which is most cops, the best ones of those are leaving because they're not stupid. And so they're like, Hey, listen, I understand this is, this is a job I've given my life to this. I've given this, but it's not, it's not worth me losing my family, losing my, whatever my, my side job, my future, my pension. I'm just leaving now and, and calling it quits because I, I'm not, I'm not going to be the next example. Mm-hmm. And so what you get is you get people who are willing to come do an insane job for very little pay and they'll do whatever the bosses say. They, they don't, they don't have necessarily the same uh, intestinal fortitude to hold, hold the line in the right ways. And it becomes this, uh, negative, negative whirlpool in yeah. the career. No, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head with a few things you said there, you know, in terms of, of people leaving. And I, I think people forget like that, that is happening. You know, people are seeing what's happening. They're seeing the writing on the wall and, and they're able to say, no, this isn't me. And it's not a matter of not caring about people. I, like you said, I think it's a matter of people tend to forget cops have families to go home to as well. They have little girls, little boys that look up to them as fathers and mothers and, and it, I think when people see the uniform, they see the badge, it's almost as if it is very dehumanized. And that's when you were talking about humanizing the badge, people really kind of create this visual mindset of, oh, well, you signed up for this. Well, yeah, they signed up for it with an understanding, you know, and, and, and with a, a much deeper purpose in it. And it wasn't simply to get things thrown at them and shot at, you know, <laughs> that's not, that, that wasn't why they signed, why they signed up for it at all. Um, but I, I, I agree, you know, the kind of the, the self-fulfilling cycle when you mentioned that. I find it so fascinating, especially in the past year, terrifying, but fascinating, you know, how far society is willing to go to kind of abandon that sense of, oh, we can do it on our own. We've got it figured out. It's not that hard, you know, until 
you're doing it yourself and you're like, oh, I was very underprepared for everything that is happening right now. So I completely agree with that concept of it will be self-fulfilling. It's, I guess the concern is how far will it go before that realization comes to be, you know? And I, I think that we definitely saw a peak here with, you know, George Floyd and, and all that stuff that happened. We saw people really pushing that boundary as to how far they were willing to go. Um, and I, I truly hope that common sense is, it's a lot and short, shorter supply than you would think. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping that it, it we, we are able to, to get to that point sooner than later. Um, I guess moving forward from, from that aspect of things, you know, when you were talking about people understanding that maybe this isn't going in the route that they're hoping it will, how, how far do you think that will be? How, how long do you think it will be before people really do come to that realization of, all right, guys, I think it's, it's time we tap out. That's a great question. It's one that I kind of, I look around and ask myself, I'm not sure that I, I have a real clear answer. I don't trust any politicians, even the, even the ones that claim to be, you know, conservative. I, I, um, what I, what I've seen unfolding over the last few years has just shown me that to get to a certain level of politics, um, just requires that you probably already sold your soul to be there. I I don't know. I, I don't have much faith in that. Um, I, I, I think that for you and I, the idea of conservative versus uh, liberal, you know, right versus left, all that stuff. I think that's a game only you and I are playing. Yep. I don't think it's a game the politicians are playing. I think they're playing whatever keeps them in position uh, of power and influence and betters themselves. I do think that there is a, a clear Marxist agenda. I do think there are people trying to change the fabric of, of our way of life. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I think, uh, I think that we're having this conversation now, and this conversation really started probably 50 or 60 years ago, and we just got too comfortable uh, you know, as long as you have a high quality coffee in your hand and your Netflix subscription, what's a little freedom uh, to give up if as long as I'm happy with that, as long as I'm a little more comfortable than I was last month. And I think that uh, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I don't think that there's many, uh, no, no matter what Instagram says, I don't think that there's that many patriots uh, left anymore. Uh, this Because if there were, uh, things would have been going sideways already a lot faster yeah. with some of the things that our government is doing. And we, we compare that to what it, what it took to push us over the edge in the 18th century mm -hmm. uh, compared to what it is now. Not that I'm advocating for uh, you know some type of violent uprising or anything. I'm just saying right. that the action that- Behind the words. Yeah, we, we, cannot, mis we cannot mistake uh, Twitter- <laughs> and Instagram posts for actual real world uh, change or yeah. or anything. So again, I I think I think this um, I think the right left thing right now is that politicians just having fun with some chess games. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I, I love that you said you know regardless of what Instagram says, um, you know when I started my I hate the term influencer, but when I started the social media journey, I guess you could say. You know, that was one of the things that I got really big on was the fact I had conservative views and people were like, oh, black chick that has conservative views. You don't see that a lot. Let's talk about it. And it wasn't until about six months ago and I ended up losing my platform, whatever. But it wasn't until about six months where I was like, 
wow, there, this isn't even, it's not even a matter of, of making change. It was just a constant back and forth bickering nonsense, but we were going nowhere. You know, it was like, okay, cool. You, you call this person out on Instagram. You call this person out on TikTok. You call this person. What really did you do though? You know? And, and I, and when I realized that I was kind of like, I am wasting so much time. And there is so much more that I could be doing hands-on that would actually proceed to making a difference. And I, I agree. I, when you say, you know, I think that there are a lot less patriots than we see on social media. It's very much a fad right now. It's very much on trend to, you know, I'm America, 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 America. But in reality, it's like, okay, but what are you doing outside of that TikTok post? What are you doing outside of that Instagram post? Are you, are you really dedicating your time to making that change? Um, and I, when, you know, people talk about, you know, not all politicians to trust, I completely agree. I mean, when it really comes down to it, at the end of the day, the things that we're awakening to right now, they knew 10 years ago, they knew 15 years ago. And it's like, oh, we're just catching up. Because as you said, you know, Netflix, once you get in that sense of being comfortable, I think especially with my generation of, you know, mid twenties and lower, we've gotten excessively lazy. We don't want to do research. We don't want to take the time to really dig deeper into a lot of these hard hitting issues. So it's more like, a, well, CNN told me this and the TV said this, and it, I'm hearing it from enough social media platforms. So it must be true, you know? But then again, it's like, even if you dig into that rabbit hole of doing your own research, how do you find what's credible and what's not? How do you know what's doctored, what's not? You know, so it's it's this revolving door of you, you kind of just have to trust that that's the truth. You know, there's no real way to fully dive into finding the unfiltered, undoctored reality. Um, but I, I agree when, you know, when it came down to it, if, if we were, if we were going to be making change, not that I'm, I'm not giving up on America, nothing of that nature, but just in the concept of, if you're going to say you're about it, be about it, which is why when that whole concept of the, um, the black flags were getting risen and people putting them outside their homes, I'm like, first of all, I don't think like half of you know what those mean, like genuinely know what, what that means, but also are you willing to back up what that means if it comes down to it? Um, and I don't think a lot of people are, so I, I can I can align myself with that, that thought process of, again, not saying that there needs to be a violent uprising, but in that concept of the mindset of just being, are you truly as much of an advocate for what you're saying you're an advocate for? Um, yeah, I think you got to, uh, the, the reality is we just need to recover a little bit of, uh, of we, the people. Yes. And <clears throat> I mean, if, uh, they, uh, the saying is they can't arrest us all. Like I, I, I and I, and I believe that it's all, all, all of this takes all of this nonsense that we've been experiencing over the last year and a half. All it takes is enough people to go, no, I'm good. Yep. Don't think so. We're going to live our lives. Yep. You know? Uh, and I, and I think that would, that would inspire a, a lot of, a lot of change. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I but uh, the reality is um, I have a much more, um, I don't, I don't think I'm pessimistic, but I I'm realistic. I, I, I do see uh, our country has always chased after European trends mm -hmm. and, uh, for whatever reason. And I think that unfortunately we're, fo we're following a lot of those things and well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. <laughs> to say the least, to say the least. Well, I appreciate you giving us some of your time today. You know, I, it was going to be a short one, but I, I just, I, I wanted to be able to give some time to hear from the source. I, I don't think we hear 
a lot from the source. We hear from people who think they know about the cop world. We, we hear from people who have their opinions on the cop world, but not necessarily people who have been in that line of duty. Um, and I think that there needs to be to be more of it. So I, I appreciate you coming on here and kind of giving your insight and giving your voice and and giving us resources to, to help you guys and help the people that are out there giving their lives for the greater good of, of the people. Um, and I, I just wanna emphasize guys, you know, you have to remember that when you think about the boys in blue and you think about volunteer firefighters and our military and things like that, like somebody's gotta do this job. And I think one of the worst things that I've seen, it was a, a commenter on social media and, and it was probably all 15 years old. And so when no one asked them to do this job, and it creates that that's the entitlement and that comfort that we were talking about of like, OK, then who's who's going to do it? You know, someone has to do it. And we have to remember that that it's it takes a lot of, of heart um, and a lot of dedication to willingly get up and put on a uniform every single day that, you know, that the moment you put it on, you are deemed one of the most I don't want to say most hated. I don't like what's the word? I'm not idle, but symbol in today's society and there's obviously people like me and many others that that support the boys in blue but they're willingly making that decision to go outside every day and at the second they put on that uniform there's a target on their back just simply for what media has depicted them as and it takes a lot of courage to do something like that so mike i want to thank you so much for your time of being here today and coming on here and talking with us and uh, you. you guys can follow mike on you have what, instagram facebook all that jazz all the things yeah, <laughs> all, all the things wherever <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go find him, Mike the Cop. He's a great guy, uh, great guy, guys. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kate Unfiltered. As always, you guys can find new episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts every single Monday and Friday. And you guys can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at underscore Kate Stinson underscore. And all my other platforms are just Kate Stinson. I hope you guys have an awesome week and we'll see you next time.